Chara stumbles down, gets back up. He's going on and under and over. And Kochi looks like he's making a donation to the Red Cross here. There is blood spattering all over the circle. Chara wins on cuts. Here's Chara walking down Broadway. He scores! Sedano Chara's 200th goal in the National Hockey League. What a huge pirouette. And the big man scores. An incredible goal. 6-9 and he's a ballerina. It's 2-0 Bruins. Wow! And Higgins is involved. It's a pure six brawl here. Chara with the uppercut on Kamasarik, a body blow. And down goes Kamasarik like a paper doll. Crazy Bordy blows an edge. Here's Chara. The drive scores! Sinedo Chara's first hat trick. And here come the Chapeaus. On defense, in his 21st season, from Princeton, Slovakia, number 33, Sinedo Chara! What's up and welcome back to episode 9 of Something's Brewing Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Sullivan. I'm back alongside with Nick Melanson and Andrew Sullivan. Again, I'd like to remind everybody we are in partnership with the Black and Gold Productions LLC company. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. You can follow Andrew on Twitter at Andrew underscore S-U-1-1-I-V-A-N. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. And you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. Um, if you guys, oh, by the way, if you didn't listen to the last episode, uh, you missed the story of Nick's team picture <laughs> with the Minuteman Flames, and he he put that up on Twitter today, the actual photo, and it's funnier I than like, I had yeah. to dig, I had to dig for that yearbook. Also, I, I laughed really hard at that. It was. So I also funny. want to say I'm trying really hard, but I am eating crab rangoons right now. So if you hear one or two crunches, mm. it's just me munching on. <laughs> it's just a crab. <laughs> um. All right. So. Honestly, I know I know that you guys had a great time in your lives the last time we recorded. You guys had you guys did so many things. You guys went places. You traveled all across the world. But we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to jump right into the news of the day. Zdeno Chara signed a one year a one year one. Hang on, we're back. <laughs> Zdeno Chara signed a one day contract with the Boston Bruins. He retired as a Bruin. Spent one year in Washington, another in New York with the Islanders, and called it a career. Um, I wasn't surprised that he retired. He seriously should have just retired after the Bruins didn't re-sign him. But props to him. He went on for another two years. Um, it's just crazy. Crazy. Char is done. <laughs> P.K. Subban announces his retirement. That was weird. He was really, really had to do that today yeah. of all days. <laughs> like 10 minutes after. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like a long time between the announcements. It's insane. And this actually, good plug, we did have a, a Twitter DM from uh, Lauren at Big Bruins Energy. And I, was, I think she sent in like one or two DMs before anyways. And it is related to Zidane O'Chara. She was wondering uh, if you guys are crying actual tears over Chara's retirement. Sully, Michael, I know you have had some tweets in the past about Zidane O'Chara. I know you weren't too passionate about him those mm. early years when he was in the Bruins. So I, I, I guess 
have your feelings towards him changed in his later years in Boston, especially now that he's departed? And what do you feel now that he's retired? Uh, what do I feel since he's retired? Well, first of all, I will, I I will say in 2013, it was the 2013 season after when that season ended. I was all over Twitter saying hashtag trade Chara. I was, I think I would tweet about some random thing and then I would just add that hashtag at the end of it just to really get my point across. And I, I thought that because at that time I was like, okay, um, maybe, you know, while he still has mega value, move on from him and tr maybe trade him off to get a piece, a really successful piece and offensively or defensively. But uh, once it got to be around like 2016 and, you know, he was still on the team, he was still doing his thing. At that point, he, I was like, you know what? You keep him, you keep him here. You kind of pass that time period where you maybe could have traded him. Cause remember at that time too, but before that, um, 2015, you know, after 2013, the teams weren't amazing. They were just kind of average. So it was almost in a period of where we are at right now, maybe less crucial, but. I thought in that moment, you know, you trade Chara, you get a couple pieces, and then boom, you're right back in contention. But yeah, um, back like basically, your question or uh, Lauren's question, I didn't cry actual tears. Um, definitely something that's like a little emotional though, not enough to cry about, but emotional to the point where, you know, I mean, we grew up watching him. He he came in. He was like the big draw. You got this six foot nine, two hundred and fifty pound defenseman, just destroying people out there, playing elite defense, getting in fights. It's like he 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 drew you in to to watch the game every night. You knew Char was going to be there, and you every night you knew he was going to bring something. He had the he had the hardest shot in NHL history at one hundred eight point eight miles an hour. I mean, this guy's career as a whole really as a Bruin was unbelievable. He, he single-handedly brought over the culture of winning. He brought that culture back to the Bruins organization. You know, he, he worked for it. He, I know I, he had one quote today um, in his retirement press conference. Yeah. Zdeno Chara on instilling a new culture in the Bruins organization after signing with the team in 2006. He said, because without that, you cannot win. You need a culture. You don't win without it. It wasn't just me. It was a team effort. I would never have done it without Patrice or without Brad following Patrice's lead. We set goals. It was hard in the beginning. Not everyone wanted to change, but it was necessary. So he brought that over with him. And without him bringing that attitude to the team and having it rub off on other guys and having guys like Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand, like they mentioned, like Chara mentioned, I mean, that's gonna that's his legacy. Like like our friend at uh, Black and Gold Productions, Andrew Taverna said, Chara's legacy forever as a Boston Bruin will be that he brought back the winning culture into the Boston hockey atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, you pretty much said everything you can say about it. I mean, his his effect on not just the game of hockey, but especially in, in the Bruins is paramount. I mean. The Bruins were an extremely stingy team. They did not pay anybody. And that's what led to them trading Joe Thornton in 2005, whenever it was. The guy was like 23 coming off his MVP season, and they traded him. And the first thing that Jacobs did was he gave Shirelli money and said, go sign somebody. And he brought in Chara. 
and he totally changed the entire culture of the Bruins. And usually when you have a player like that, <clears throat> when they start to age, it can either be a gradual decline or it's like suddenly overnight they suck. Like, you know, if you want to talk about the other guy who retired today, P.K. Subban was an all-world defenseman even four or five years ago. Today, he can't even get signed. There's a reason he retired. He's only like 33 years old. I mean, for Chara to still be effective in this league until he was like 44 years old is insane. And even those final years with the Bruins, because I, I, I went to find the old tweets. And I mean, the tweets that you and I had about Chara were literally probably from <laughs> 2012, 2013. No, no. The earliest Chara tweet related to you that I could find is from 2017. So I can't find all of those bad ones. Aww. But, but and, it, and it wasn't just you. There, I mean, we talked about the Tuca hate in this city. There was some yeah. hardcore Chara hate in this city as well. And, you know, he, he was by no means the best skater on the ice. And he was always prone to a mistake. But, I mean, the guy is, he was the heart and soul of a Bruins team that was defensive oriented since they signed him in 05, 06, whenever you mentioned. The whole culture of the Bruins was built around him. He's been the, he was a captain for, like 15 years here, you know, and even those later years here, when, when it was clear, he wasn't the guy who he, that he was prior. Um, and you saw this influx of young defensemen coming in, you know, when, when um, uh, crew came in, when Carlo came in, when uh, McAvoy came in, I mean, Chara was there. I mean, I can't think of, a, of another guy that you would want taking your young defenseman under their wing and helping to show them the way. And it's not just Bruins related guys. I mean, this is a guy who had, a lasting impact on defensemen around the league as well. I mean, he's a mentor to these guys, you know? So like you said, his legacy, I mean, he's very much uh, still felt throughout the league today in terms of, you know, all these young players either came up under him or they had his tutelage or they work with him, whatever it could have been. Um, and in terms of like how I feel about the retirement, um, I think I said a few episodes ago that, you know, the, the big four athletes in Boston of that era were, Ortiz, Pierce, Brady, Chara. I was the least upset when Chara left because I think myself and the rest of most of the Bruins fandom knew that it was it was his time to go. I mean, he had been the captain of this team for so long. Um, also, my love for Bergeron desperately wanted him to wear that C before he retires. That definitely played a role in it as well. But there was no room for him on the Bruins anymore. They had some young defensemen coming up. He was standing in the way. It was a very ceremonial goodbye, like, you said it right. I thought he was going to retire then. And I thought that it would have been, you know, the cherry on top of the cake if he retired then. Um, but, you know, we still got to watch him his last few years here. And for me, the saddest part about him retiring is for all we've been talking about, you know, this is the end of the Bruins team that we've been watching since we were kids. I mean, you know, Lucic is a shell of himself playing up in Canada. I mean, Marshan is now running into some injury problems and he's approaching his mid 30s. Bergeron and Krejci, the writings on his wall, and the guy who was the centerpiece of it all, Chara, just retired today. And I think that's the saddest part for me. It's like, oh, like you know, even though he played for another team the last couple of years here, you know, the fact that he's gone, he's not in the NHL anymore, it's like, damn, like it really is. We're approaching a new age for the Bruins. We're yeah. approaching a new age of of hockey. I mean, the fact that you could have one NHL defenseman be six foot seven, uh, slow as shit. He's literally using a freaking tree as a stick. And then you also have like, you know, a guy like Kale McCarr, who we spent half of last episode talking about, who's 6'1". It can skate through everybody. But both of them in their primes, I mean, McCarr is still 
years away from his primes and Char is the same, but both of them in their primes are so incredibly effective and they're so different. It's just cool to see. I don't know. It was, it was more so emotional for me because I was like, no, like this is the end of that Bruins core, but I'm happy for him. You know, I thought he could have retired a few years ago, but either way, playing until you're 40, in your mid forties isn't easy. You know, just ask Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ask, just, ask his wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> touchy, touchy subject. Uh, real quick, Mel, did you say, I, I, I don't know if I heard you wrong. It sounded like you said Char was years away from his prime. No, no, no. I meant because like he's, yeah, he's old. Yeah, because he's old. Oh, oh, years like years from... <laughs> I was like, come yeah, no, back. Just, just wait until he's <laughs> early fifties, man. Then Char is going to break the yeah, stride. But I'll Andrew, say, Andrew, yeah. what do you think? Well, okay. I'll. I mean, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like repeat it. But I'll say from um, sort of like a broader fan perspective like chara when i was old enough to remember watching hockey you know like 07 08 like those those early years chara was like well into being the established leader on that team and he had been on the team for a while and um i just remember being a little kid and looking at this absolute colossal giraffe just skating around (laughs) burying people shooting absolute piss missiles through the net and i'm like okay well he's obviously my favorite because he's just like a gigantic human um and like like what mel said um like the four pillars of boston sports you had ortiz pierce char and brady and brady's still going i know mixed feelings touchy subject with the box but (laughs) whatever um but seeing seeing him go sort of puts uh closes the curtain on like that era of boston sports being the dominant force in you know like america north american sports just like dominating in one or multiple every single year i think that era is kind of over at this point um but i will say um underrated aspect of chara's game is uh actually having nothing to do with his game it's having to do with his ridiculous antics off the ice uh i'm sure you guys both recall the bunny suit when he oh. went to the hospital i was like what uh, are you talking yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, that picture i think should should be in the hall of fame yesterday it's not already <laughs> um, like a five nights at freddy's thing <laughs> i also i also i don't know if you, <laughs> i don't know if you guys saw this today but there's a picture of him in the rain the day after we lost the cup in 2013 <laughs> crammed into this tiny little <laughs> amusement park right at canopy lake park <laughs> just so sad and wet <laughs> i can't uh, think of a better place to drown my sorrows in canopy lake park canopy lake. <laughs> <laughs> so I, w- I, I think real tears no figurative tears perhaps zidane ochara <laughs> Big Z, I watch your fight tapes every lunch growing up, <laughs> and I will miss you. You know, I think I don't think it would be right if we didn't talk about Char without at least bringing up one of Sully's tweets about him. So I did find one oh, from April twenty first, twenty seventeen. So over five years ago, you said Chara is brain dead. Christ Almighty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! (laughs) And then what? There was this one more funny one where where Pete Blackburn tweeted a picture of Chara, 
with holding a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you and you responded and said, "Breaking, ruins defenseman Zidane Chara out six to eight weeks with bird flu." <laughs> Ted too must have just come out. Yeah. Happy retirement, Big Z. <laughs> uh, yeah, Big Z, happy retirement. Uh, wish you nothing but the best in the future. Um, I know he's going back to his home in Boston, so he'll be around the city. Maybe he finds a front office role or a, or ask, a coaching think, role. Yeah, coaching gig, managerial role. I would you love know, that. You know what it could be? He could be the strength and conditioning coach. You ever oh. hear that guy's workouts? Yeah. I remember uh, watching uh, Behind the Bee. Great show. One of the seasons they did, like, when, like Char was literally like 37, 38 years old. And they would do that pull-up competition. Yep, and, yep. like, Char was shattering everybody. And, like, he would go. Like, it would be, like, oh, damn. He's having Kevin remember. Miller. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, you know, like, Kevin Miller would get, like, I don't know the exact number. But, for example, Kevin Miller would get to, like, 50. And he's, like, you know, like, like bending over, like, breathing heavy, like, sweat beating on his forehead. And Char is, like, you know, talking. Oh, 52, 53, 54. <laughs> should I keep going or should I stop? Like, he's just – he was an animal. And that's why if, if he watched the press conference with – Sweeney today when they joked that he read his contract aloud and he said that he had to keep his body his in uh in good physical shape or something like that even post retirement the guy was an animal yeah. yeah no i'll i'll actually i'll drop the audio of that quote uh right here you guys want to know what it says <laughs> zdeno must agree to keep himself in a good shape or physical condition at all times post post retirement <laughs> much of a challenge for you is it yeah well wasn't wasn't he um like an olympic level wrestler as well no his dad was his dad was the olympic <laughs> wrestler <laughs> I you, he, could, he could be though can you imagine six seven char out there wrestling in the olympics <laughs> and like a leotard like he's just, yeah. he's got the whole, oh the whole God, thing going man. on but um yeah i mean he's done uh like you said, Mel, I think because my head, I wasn't really thinking specifically. I was thinking maybe like a defensive coach or something like that. But yeah. legit, like a strength and conditioning coach, I don't think there's a more fit human being than. <laughs> yeah, there's and, probably a couple, but he's he's up know, there. The the slack that I you know the, the slack that Chara got in this city wasn't anywhere near to what Tukaras got, but he was another guy who got a lot of you know unwarranted crap thrown his way and. I think a large part of it, and Sully, I tagged you in it on Twitter as a joke. I'm trying to find a tweet right now. Oh, yeah, I think a large part of it is because Boston Bruins fans are so passionate about our, our love for Patrice Bergeron. Like, not even kidding. Like, it's not a joke. Like, like yeah. find me a Bruins fan who, who, who isn't, like, in love with Patrice Bergeron as a hockey player. And question? No, no. I was going to say just I, I know people who have – can, you know the candles that you light? They're like vigil candles. Yes, and the Saint Patrice candles. And the Saint Patrice candles, and it's like this dude is like literally a saint. Yeah, <laughs> even, even like you know, you want to talk about the most heated rivalries in sports, the most hated rivalries in sports. Bruins and Montreal have to be towards the top, and you will have a hard time finding a Canadians fan that doesn't like Patrice Bergeron. He is so beloved, and there were so many people who <clears throat> since literally since like 2011 when Bergeron was 25 and they won that cup who were like pleading for the Bruins to give him the C. And 
like not even joking. I think that might have played a role in some of in some of the disdain towards Chara because people uh, yeah. wanted him to give up the seat and give it to Bergeron so badly, and he just and he. First of all, that come on, he's not going to do that. It's literally in his contract, Chara's contract. That was one of the reasons the Bruins were able to sign him, was because they literally put in the contract that he will be the captain of the Boston Bruins. That's why he's been wearing the C since he first came here. But this guy Jeff on Twitter, uh, Jeff Israel twenty five tweeted scam warning. Be wary of Boston Bruins media uh, singing Zidane Chara's praises when they have been advocating him losing his captaincy for the bulk of his career. Stay safe online. And that's true. I mean, it's not it's not a joke. Like that was a very common thing in Boston in those mid-20 teams that Chara should be not stripped of the sea, but that Bergeron was more deserving for it. And because of that, Chara got some unnecessary slack his way. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I think that is probably where most of the disdain for Chara came from. Because at some point it was probably towards maybe the 2018 season, I would say, where people were like, all right, like let's get Berger on the sea. Like, cause it, it, it's true. I know he wore the A, but he was also a captain like Chara, like Swayman and Olmark are a one, a one B goalie tandem. Chara and Bergeron were a one, a one B captain tandem. It's just that Chara was the one who wore the seat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm not in that locker room, but, as a fan of hockey, especially as a fan of the Bruins, I mean, I can't think of two guys that I would want to lead my team more than Bergeron and Chara. And they've had some good veterans come through, too. I mean, like, they've had, you know, Mark Recchi. I know you love Mark Recchi, Andrew. Love and him. Jerome McGinley came through and all oh, that. I love but, him, too. But Patrice Bergeron, <laughs> and part of me, I know Bergeron's, you know, set to retire, unfortunately. But I really want him to stay around because I want to see him wear that C for more than the two years that he's had it on his chest. And it kills me that he's retiring. Who do you think is – do you think the next captain is already on the – well, probably, yeah. What do you think, Pasa is next up if Bergeron leaves? You know, we were talking about this in one of our first episodes. I really don't know. I don't think Pasa is going to get the C just because I think – I think he'll definitely get an A. I, I, he already wears the A every now and then. Mm-hmm. But he'll definitely get an A in terms of – who gets the C? I don't think you can give it to Brad Marchand just because he's like literally the biggest asshole yeah, in the game say. of hockey. If you're not a Bruins fan, at least. So honestly, I would give it to McAvoy. I think you know it, when player. Bergeron's gone, I think that McAvoy is the next deserving player to wear the C. But if they gave it to Pasta, you know, I wouldn't be upset at that either. But now you're getting to the point where, looking at the Bruins roster, there's been so many additions in the last few years, whether they be off-season moves, whether they be trade deadline moves, or even you want to talk about prospects being called up. McAvoy is a guy who's been, you know, a full-time player on the Bruins now for, what, four years? And he's, like, their third longest-tenured Bruin now behind – I mean, the guy's, like, 24 years old, and he's been on the Bruins almost as long as Boston. Marshan has everybody beat – this is, you know, post-Bergeron and Krejci. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's it's kind of crazy to, like, look at a Bruins team that – you know, the year before they played St. Louis, I mean, half of that team is gone. I mean, it's just weird to to look at that. Yeah. Rest in peace, Noel Achari. Oh he's not dead. He's just gone. Actually, he's, he's not dead. He was just tipped. <laughs> he's not, um, I, I did want to ask you guys, if the Bruins in an alternate universe win the Stanley Cup in 2019, Char gets that massive ovation in Game 7, Bruins go on in that game to win the cup. Do you think Chara retires right there on top? He just won. He just had that legendary moment with him with the jaw um, 
brace on and he's getting this giant ovation from the TD Garden right before game seven of the Stanley Cup. You go out there, you win that game. I think he I think he retires right there. There's no better way to go out than than that right there. That's like uh that you can't well, even write that. Well, I think like normally, yes, right? Like I think the natural uh reaction to that is like, yeah, what else could you want to do? But then again, like we saw just a, f- a few years ago, Tom Brady left the Patriots, joined a completely different team, historically terrible team, uh, took them to the Super Bowl and won it in a year where nobody of that age had done something like that ever in the history of the NFL. And all signs like logically would have pointed to, oh, Tom Brady's going to retire after this game. And he did for like a minute. But then he's like, ah, never mind. He's, I'm back. Um, so I don't know. I think it's something if you play that long, I feel like part of you does it. Yes. Because you want to keep achieving like that. And I know it's different because Brady's won six and, and, uh, Char has only won. Um, but, um, I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't shock me if he kept going just because he's a sicko and he played until he was like an old man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. That that's that's actually like really hard to answer because I f- I feel like to Andrew's point, like Chara is one of those guys who just loves the game of hockey. Like when he left the Bruins, if he went to like the Lightning or if he went somewhere ring chasing, I would say yeah. He went to Washington; they're a good team, but he could have went to somewhere better, and he followed up with going to the Islanders, like. Right, I think if right. he was, was, you know, ring chasing, um, then I think that, yeah, you could say maybe he would have retired after that season because it doesn't get better than that. But I think the guy just loves to play hockey. I mean, he eats, breathes, and sleeps and eats, breathes, and sleeps hockey. I mean, he's he's this has been a part of his life since he was 20 years old when he first joined the league. I mean, over half of his life he has spent in the NHL. And I think part of him just didn't want to let go of that. So I think if the Bruins win that Stanley Cup, um, I think part of me wants to say, yeah, because it was such a perfect moment. But I honestly think that he still sticks around for a few more years after that. Yeah. All right. I want to ask one more thing. And then this special Chara episode will probably come to an end. But I also have another Chara question after this. All right. Actually, no, you go first because I want to end it with this. All right. Um, where do you guys – well, firstly, ranking just Bruins all time – Where's Chara? And then Bruins defenseman all time. Where's Chara? He's probably <laughs> top 10 Bruin of all time. And in defenseman, I'm debating between top three and top five. I think Chara is undoubtedly the top 10 Bruin of all time. Defenseman, yeah. I put him third. I put him right behind Bork. He's yeah, there's been more yeah, there's thinking. there's been more talented Bruins defenseman. Eddie Shore was one hell of a player. But Adam McQuaid. Yeah, how can we forget <laughs> Quaid or Johnny Boychuk? No, but I mean, Zidane Chara was – he was the Bruins for the 14 years he was in Boston. He played at such a high level. I mean, I'm looking at at his, his numbers right now. I mean, he was a Norris candidate for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten consecutive years dating from – 2000 and when he first joined the Bruins all the way until 
2015. I mean, he's he didn't just, you know, come in one year and play well and then kind of fizzle out like players that we've seen the Bruins sign in the past, the big names like that. But he came here and he was the embodiment of the Bruins. And I think that, like, especially with the Bruins organization, I mean, it's one of the most stored teams, not just in hockey, but, I mean, but, yeah, not just in hockey, but, like, in all of North American sports. And when you have a player like that whose, like, identity is so woven into the fabric of who the Bruins are, and not just that, but he's a damn good hockey player as well. I mean, you can't you can't not keep him. He fits right behind Bork, and obviously Orr, who's number one for me all-time Bruins defenseman. Yeah, not only that, but just Brad Marshall was, like, shedding some light on just who he was kind of off the ice. This was his quote. He got his real estate license when he was injured for a month. He speaks five languages, would learn new languages on the plane. He reads a book a day, just an incredible human being. So this dude is just on a whole different level of just being a person, honestly. Yeah, and and I think the most important thing that we're leaving out too is he's a winner. He won a Stanley Cup in Boston. I mean, they've won six rings and he's he's played in three of the big games and he's won one of them should have won more than that but the guy was 38 years old doing his best against the flying st louis blues so you can't blame him for that but you know all of these defensemen i mean boston is known for they probably they have arguably the best group of defensemen in nhl history i mean they can rival any team i mean the the number of high quality defensemen that have come through boston um is second to none. I mean, I know Montreal's had some great defensemen as well. They might be the only team that's had better defensemen over, or, or I would say more better defensemen than Boston. But, um, you know, it, it, Chara played his, some of the best defensive hockey we've seen in recent memory for a team that is known for its defense. And, you know, for that reason alone, I think that he should definitely be top 10 Bruins of all time. The fact that he's won everything a defenseman can win here in Boston puts him number three yeah that that debate between bork and char is really hard obvious obviously or is number one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or is definitely number one i would say the only thing ray bork is a better hockey player than char oh my god it's not it's yeah it's not even close the only thing though that and this isn't talent this is like you know ranking bruins defenseman however you want to say it if you want to say oh it means you're ranking it by talent that's your own list you got to mix talent as well as what they mean to the Bruins organization. And the only reason I could see somebody putting Chara above Bork is because Chara won here. Bork didn't. He had to go to, he had to, yeah. go to uh, the Avalanche to win there. But, um, you know, I mean, that's that's one hell of a list to be, you know, have people argue who's the who's the better Bruin of all time, Zidane Chara or Ray Bork. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it speaks to the kind of player he was now that he's gone. Yeah, that's the crazy part too. He is he's done so we can really just all we can do now is just reminisce and really talk about his career and how yeah. how honestly great it, it really was. And that's the weird thing. I mean, the guys he's been gone from Boston for 2 years now. I mean, yeah. it's not like the only the, the thing you've been hearing from Bruins fans now that Char is gone is like yeah, like it it was his time. And like now we get to see Carlo play on that first line or whoever, you know, McAvoy is thriving. They have some young defensemen on their team now are young defensemen in the system. And, um, you know, it just, it feels weird because you're right. Like he's, he's gone, he's retired. It sucks. But like, he's been out of our lives for the last two years, but it's still weird. Like I said before, everybody's retiring. The core is coming to an end. 
it's just it's it it feels kind of gross to be to be honest. I don't, yeah. It's just it's it's like uncharted waters. I mean, Andrew said it as well. I mean, this is the winning that Boston has seen for the last two decades. I mean, I know the Bruins only got one cup then, but like we said, they went to three. They were, I mean, every year, regular season award, whatever you want to call it, they were a, a, a serious challenger for the President's Cup every single year. They were an elite hockey team. And the core of that team is either gone, retired, or on their way out. And Chara is just the, you know, the centerpiece, the core of that team just announced his retirement today. And it's just a weird feeling. Yeah. So let's, uh, we'll do this real quick and then call it an episode but um i want to know what your favorite zidane ochara moment is best either best memory best play that you can think of best hit best fight i know exactly what mine is all right let's start with nick okay mine is the play i'm about 95 percent sure it was against the florida panthers and i will never forget this call when chara just was over the blue line Gets the pass, does his little pirouette, comes right in the slot, front hand, backhand, roofs it. And Jack Edwards' famous call, he's six foot nine and he's dancing like a ballerina. <laughs> that was my favorite <laughs> moment ever. And there's so many to choose from, but I think that was kind of reminiscent or uh, it was a good way to show of who Char was. I mean, you look at this guy and he's six nine. I mean, he just looks awkward when he skates because you're not supposed to play hockey when you're the size of this man. And here he is doing this graceful little pirouette 360. Here he is coming in, defenseman, front hand, backhand, just just a bar down over the goalie's shoulder. And it was just funny because like Char is this big, rough guy who can punch in the face of anybody he wants. He steps on the ice and he could kill somebody if he wanted to. Thankfully, he decided not to because the Bruins he, needed him in their lineup. He almost he, did. He almost killed Max Pacioretty. We <laughs> yeah. did not forget about that. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, just this big, burly, tough, ginormous man had these soft hands, and and he wasn't the best skater by any means. But it was just funny. It was just it's something that you didn't think you would see somebody like Chara do. And of course, Jack Edwards' memorable call, screaming six nine, and he's dancing like a ballerina, was just <laughs> was all you needed to complete the memory. I love him, Andrew. What about you? Um, I'm still between the two. I would like. I wanna. I wanna dial it in first. So I want to hear what you want to say. All right, mine, and it's an older memory. There's there. You're right. There are literally so many to pick from. But when he fought David Kochi, um, the Chicago Blackhawk, and he destroyed his nose. And another Jack, another famous Jack Edwards call too. Um, he he punched Kochi and got him right on the nose, broke it basically in half. And he starts Jack Jack Edwards goes, and Kochi. Looks like he's making a donation to the Red Cross, and then it it cuts to it cuts to Char and Kochi, and Char is just shoving his face down towards the ice, and then Jack Edwards just at that moment goes nuts. He goes, "There is blood spattering all over the circle." <laughs> I'll never forget. Do you ever go on that hockey fights website? Yes. <laughs> My dad and I used to always watch hockey fights on hockey fights website, 
And I remember this still, like the 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 cover, the click, whatever the hell it's called, for that video was a picture of Chara's face, like in his fist, like in this man's face, and, and there was like blood, like like it was just a picture, but it looked like a like a brutal like Char was wearing brass knuckles with like <laughs> knives between his fingers and just wailed this guy in the face, like he was leaking every bodily fluid out of his face, and I was like, oh my yeah. god, <laughs> and that's why like like Chara towards the end, especially towards the end, like his last six seven years here in Boston only fought when he really had to and i think yeah. he knew the damage he could do to somebody if he really tried because like i said he could literally kill somebody mm-hmm. if he wanted to thankfully he often not this sort of this goes with, with what mel was just saying uh let me let me take you guys let me take you guys on a on a little on a little trip down memory lane to uh <laughs> right, march go. 3rd 2013 all right let me set the scene for you so the bruins are playing at the Garden. They're up 3-2, four minutes and 20-odd seconds left in the second. Tyler Sagan cheap-shotted in the neutral zone. He hobbles He hobbles back to the bench. Alexi Emlin goes to get the puck in the corner. And Zdeno Chara comes like a flash through <laughs> the screen and absolutely buries him <laughs> forgets the puck doesn't i think he dropped his stick probably at the hash and <laughs> was just wailing on him for maybe 45 seconds in a row because how are you going to separate him you can't pull him off you need a SWAT no. team and i think <laughs> i think it was between that the slap shot and the broken jaw but i don't think there's any moment that really shows what he meant to the team than that one because you know your young star goes out it's a big guy nick was saying a few episodes ago emlin was on his most hated team yeah i hate that guy yeah i hate that guy (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and and like he was a bigger guy so like there's not a whole lot you can do you don't go in there like expecting you're gonna kick his ass unless you're a seven foot tall colossus and just (laughs) it just so happened that we had one of those and he was willing to to you know do some roughhousing and he went in there, and it was just a, a flurry of blows. Emlyn probably couldn't see straight for a few weeks. And I think the city of Boston, that that really just shows what he meant to the team, to the city, you know, to the fan base as a whole. I think that encapsulated all of it. Yeah. No, I actually – I love that. I'm- yeah, I had to – because that's why I was trying to think of it, because I knew what he did, and I knew it was against the Canadians, and I didn't remember who he did it to. And I just Googled – uh chara revenge hit and it it came up so shout out uh chara shout out alexi emelin uh shout out mel Mel. yeah you're welcome i'm happy to play my part (laughs) all right guys well thanks for tuning in to this uh early episode drop you know what we should do sorry not to cut you off while you're trying to do the sign out what if we made merch we should make merch we would have to talk about mark with that or talk to mark about that well first of all we have to uh come up with our finalized logo i was gonna say we need a we need our logo to come from gemini first and then yeah because word on the street there are people who are looking for some something bruins merch that girl definitely would get something who that girl lauren 
Oh, the one who always uh, suggests the, the DM questions? The, the, the one who's carrying the promotion of her show on her back? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> She's putting it over his head. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can talk to Mark about that. We can probably, if we do some like mock-ups of like shirts or hats or whatever, and then I send them to him so I don't just go to him blind. Like we already kind of yeah. have something ready and be like, hey, what do you think about putting this up? Like blah, blah, blah. I think we should do beanies. And beanies, the, I would get with a beanie. The, with the pom-pom? Yeah. That'd be, yeah. That'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be pretty cool. I would buy one of those, to be honest. It's a you. it's a hockey podcast. It's gonna I be, mean, you're like, part of the show, so you don't have to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to put I was just kidding, actually. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I've changed my mind. Yeah. Um. Mm. All right. I'll yeah. Let me do the outro real quick. Nah, we could just we could just keep this one just char related because I'll yeah. I'll probably jump onto PlayStation, and as soon as we're done with this, and then play my game and hop off and have this ready to go by tomorrow. Alrighty. Oh, yeah. a little double episode this week, huh? Double epies. So, with that being said, this was episode nine of Something's Brewing Podcast, a Chara special edition early release episode. So, thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank Black and Gold Productions. Follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. Uh, follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. Follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. And follow Andrew Sullivan on Twitter at Andrew underscore S-U-1-1-I-V-A-N. Tuchara, thank you so much for all you've done for our childhoods. Thank you so much for bringing a winning culture back to the Boston Bruins organization as we all salute you in the podcast video call. And, uh, yeah, so... He's definitely getting his jersey retired. Maybe get a statue when you know the, you know, when that time comes. Maybe I mean a, a six foot nine statue is a Dino Chara outside of the TD Garden. First. Yes, <laughs> dude, put them together. No, they need to be separate. Actually, no Bergeron before Michael Ryder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the glove save. The glove save is the statue. <laughs> I should have um, picked him as my goalie for my beloved team. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with that being said, thank you guys all for listening. Um, yeah. Catch us next week. Thank you, Chara. Thank you, Big Z. And we'll see you next week. Bye. such a big part of our game, especially the city of Boston. I want to thank you for your support, for your passion and love. From all of the things, probably I will miss you the most. We, we were very fortunate to have you behind us, and we will always cherish the, mem- cherish the memories from the Stanley Cup Parade and the entire city celebration. So thank you very much.